and let's look at what actually matters, which is principles. And then let's look at how to apply them for you because there is no should. There is no universal. Everybody needs to be doing the same thing. That's just not true. You need to be able to pull question yourself and pull that out and then decide what you want to do with your life rather than just some generic, oh, I feel like I should do this. <laughs> do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, you know that we hit 1,600 episodes at the beginning of this year. We're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes around certain categories, topics, or as I like to call them, business pillars that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners, or what I like to call the CB Nation architects who are looking to level up their organizations. This month, we are focused on leadership, management, and coaching. When we think of leadership, management, and coaching, we often think of doing all of the things, but often it's a person that's able to build up their team, that's able to cultivate a creative and innovative culture so that people can excel and actually be their own leaders. So that's why this month we're focusing on those three big topics because they make a huge impact on the organizations that we're part of. Now, you'll hear some of those topics this month, and of course, some really great perspectives on how people are even defining leadership, which I think is extremely exciting. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the IMCEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Paul Lingso of Lingso Fitness Academy. Paul, excited to have you on the show. And good to be here. Yes, excited to have you on. It's great to have you uh, be a part of this. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Paul so you can hear about some of the awesome things he's doing before we jump straight in. And as the founder of Lingso Fitness Academy, Paul has helped thousands of people across the globe to finally overcome their internal and external blocks to greatness. Paul's is exceptional because of his psychological and philosophical approach to health and fitness. I bet you know at least one, at least 100 fitness influencers on social media and have watched a crazy amount of transformational videos through infamous diets. And his approach is the exact opposite. In fact, his signature program is the anti-diet nutrition program. He works on abundance, not restriction. You can achieve your goals without giving up the things you love. And you need to learn how to fine tune these things. He offers a new way of doing things that actually works and is sustainable in the long run. And his brand, Metaphysic, has helped hundreds of people live a healthy life without running away from their comfort food. Paul, excited to have you on the show and everything you stand for. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am, dude. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. And so to kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, man, for sure. Started when I got into the fitness industry in 2008 or nine. I just was unemployable, man. I did not want to have a regular job <laughs> and I really wanted to be in the fitness business. And so I got my certifications. Uh, I trained people out of a corporate type gym for almost like a year, like maybe less than a year. And I decided to go out and do my own thing and start my own business. So that was in-home personal training. I drove all around the Chicagoland area for a better part of a year before centralizing everything 
and getting a sublease situation. So I rented a little corner of a gym that already existed and ran out of there, ran my business out of there as an independent contractor, grew my clientele, my own facility in 2013, ran that uh, and kept going until the pandemic in 2020, in which case running a brick and mortar facility was not an option. <laughs> and so we moved, we created our anti-diet course at that point, moved everything online and have been doing everything online since creating courses, one-on-one coaching, the whole deal. Nice. I absolutely love that. Especially when you, sounds like you identified that early that you were the unemployable and you decided to go your own route and, and try to blaze yeah. your own trail. Yes. But do this early on if you've ever felt that itch where it's just like being told what to do just you would rather go do it the hard way yourself than be told what to do people listening to this probably understand what that's about yeah it's so funny you say that and i think a lot of times once you go on that path and you dip your toe in that water or sometimes jump straight in you yeah. feel like there's no other way to do it so it's hard to even if you wanted to try to go back yeah. I've thought about that so many times over the course of my career. Oh man, I could just go get a job right now. I could take these skills and I could be valuable to a company. And in fact, I, I was interviewed by a big fitness company at one point, a big box gym. And I walked in, it just didn't feel right. The energy was off. I'm like, I can't see myself walking in here as an employee. And I walked out and just, it just reaffirmed what I already knew, which is I meant to do this on my own. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes those experiences are the, those that are your emphasis, your, that they catapult you into where you're supposed to be. So if you yeah. didn't have those experiences, if you didn't go those feelings when you're going yeah. to jobs or whatever that is, then you wouldn't you know, be right where you're supposed to be. That's exactly right, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I know you drilled down and, and talked a little bit upon like how you work with your clients, but I wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything that you didn't touch on and get a little bit more of an idea of like how you work it with and serve the clients. Yeah. The bread and butter of what we do is one-on-one -on -one coaching. So we have, we have curriculums that we follow. So the anti-diet nutrition course, but really what we do is we do one-on-one -on -one coaching and guide people through that curriculum and teach them how to apply that to their life. So along with that, yes, there's nutrition. We offer exercise programs as well that go along with that, that we deliver through an app. So it's very you know, easy for you to execute on your own. But most specifically, we work with the application of the principles. So rather than giving you a diet, I'm not like, hey, man, eat three stalks of broccoli and this much chicken. We teach you the principles about what you need to do in order to attain the physique you want. And then we really work with you on applying those principles to your specific lifestyle based on your preferences, based on your experience level, based on your schedule, the whole nine yards. So that's really the way we coach people. It's not saying, hey, eat this much food or this much whatever exactly this way, but hey, let's figure out how to make this work for your life. I absolutely love that. And it seems like you, you meet people where they are and you meet them where they are and you even and sound empower them so that they yes. are able to, for one, not just follow it, but like you said, it becomes part of who they are because it is actually connected with everything yes. that they are and what they're trying to achieve. Yes, exactly right. I tell my coaches all the time, our goal here is for our clients to not need us. We don't want to keep them dependent on us forever. Many of them will choose to stick around. Many of them do choose to stick around for long-term because they find value in the mindset training and being part of a community. But it is not about creating dependency and, and holding back some sort of secret sauce from them. No, we're going to teach them how to do this on their own and then uh, go from there. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely love that. Just being part of the community where you see people that are going for their goals, it probably creates that that, that culture, that atmosphere that you want to be a part of. But you alluded to, it, that's probably part of your secret sauce is that it sounds like, and even as I read in your bio, that what are the things that you're quote unquote supposed to do in fitness and in business, sounds like you counteract those and, and realize yeah. that there is another and better way. Do you feel like that's the innovation part? Do you feel like that's part of your secret sauce? 
Yeah. 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 Maybe my secret sauce is just is how to question conventional wisdom. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> is saying, Hey man, everybody, you, you arrive at a certain point in business or in fitness or whatever, and you come up with all these shoulds. I should be doing that. I should be doing that. I should be doing this. And it's maybe my secret power is the same should says who, and let's look at what actually matters, which is principles. And then let's look at how to apply them for you because there is no should. There is no universal. Everybody needs to be doing the same thing. That's just not true. You need to be able to pull question yourself and pull that out you know, and then decide what you want to do with your life rather than just some generic, oh, I feel like I should do this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you you said question like what you want to do with your life, question what you want to do with your business or whatever that is. Our whole deal here, like it's a fitness program for sure, but it's about creating a life that's meaningful for you. And so in order to create a life that's meaningful for you, you have to question that and decide what's meaningful for you. So yeah, you can't pull that off of Instagram. You can pull inspiration from other people. You can certainly compare yourself to other people in a similar boat and get an idea of what's possible. But at the end of the day, if it, it's got to be what's important to you. And if it's important to you and you give yourself permission to follow what's important to you, following up on the behavior change and the habits, that's just easy. The execution's easy. The hard part is getting the vision dialed in the first place. And I almost feel, I don't know if you've seen this in, in fitness, but I, I feel like it's a lot of times in life that you, we don't sometimes create space or create time or do that work mm -hmm. to try to drill down and figure out what that mission, vision, that why is for us. And a lot of times we end up jumping from thing to thing to thing, largely because we haven't done that deep work, for lack of a better yeah. term, to understand why we're going on that mission, why we're doing that thing or this thing, that job, whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's true. And I think the other other misconception is that people think that the vision crafting is one and done. So I have my why now and I just go and pursue it. When it's like core values for a company or a mission statement for a company, they just go up on a plaque and nobody pays attention to them. They feel great when you come up with them, but then the company's not actually operating from those things. Like employees aren't fired up to be like, I'm operating from a place of integrity and honor or whatever generic stuff they put on those. So crafting the vision is not like that. It's got to be consistently over and over again, giving yourself permission to change the vision as you grow, as your environment changes, as you, as you change, as you navigate the environment, it's totally okay for the vision to change. So it's, it's an ongoing thing. And I think once you accept that a regular part of your life can just be daydreaming about what you want <laughs> to make the best part of your day, to make the most out of your day, to continually move towards what you want. And a lot of people a lot of people get stuck feeling a little bit of shame or guilt around changing paths. So I don't want that anymore, but I'm already on the path. So I got to just keep going. Absolutely appreciate that. And I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit sure. and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could yeah. be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? This is the skeleton key to all life, man. <laughs> to be efficient in all areas of life. This is what we use with our nutrition clients. This is what we use in our own lives to navigate business and leadership and everything. And it's being able to control your emotional state. And it's because your emotional state is going to drive your behavior. And ultimately, so from a nutrition standpoint, we're in the business of behavior change. If I want you to be fit for the rest of your life, you need to change your behaviors and your habits, right? And your emotional state drives your behavior. Sometimes you don't feel like doing stuff. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you're motivated. Sometimes you're sad. Sometimes you're stressed. And, it, and from a business perspective, it's the same thing, man. It's, you don't always feel like doing the, the boring day-to-day -day stuff. But if you can control your emotional state to, to, be, to constantly be in a resourceful place, you don't have to be positive and upbeat and cheery, but resourceful and connected. You're going to do much better than when you fall prey to emotional states that aren't resourceful. 
like fear or, you know, shame and guilt we've already talked about or anger. I'm so pissed that I have to do this thing or that this thing happened. And so the tool that we use is called a reframe, which is a broad brush, but it's this thing happens in the world, whatever happens. So a problem with an employee, a problem with a client, the state of Illinois shutting down your gym. <laughs> These things happen, right? And you really can't control them. And they cause a knee-jerk reaction. They cause an emotional state to pop up. And what we want to be able to do is recognize when we're being unresourceful, shift our perspective, and, put our, and change our filters, change the story we tell about this event, and put ourselves back into a resourceful place. Because everything that happens in the world is, is neutral. It's not good or it's not bad. It's literally just neutral. And then our brains decide to tell a story about it to ourselves and, and create meaning out of it. So if we can find when we're creating meaning that's not serving us, we can boom, pause and put, retell the story in a way that is going to help us move on with our lives and be in a, a, a resourceful state. That's extremely powerful. And so what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? You might've already touched on this, but this could be like a word of wisdom or piece of advice. And often I say it might be something you would tell a client or potentially if you hopped into a time machine, your younger business self. I would certainly say this, that from a business perspective, your level of success is capped by your ability to take risks. Okay. So you can't build a billion dollar business. Let's just say, if you're only willing to invest a hundred dollars, it's very unlikely to happen, right? You have to take big risks and you have to put yourself out there. And so how are you, how do you become the person who can take those big risks? And it's about seeing other people who are doing it, surrounding yourself. It's about being certain. It's about your certainty and your outcome to produce and your ability to produce. And so you surround yourself by people who are currently doing it. People who are on the same path, who believe they can do it. You invest in coaches who have already done it. And you do anything you need to do to build your certainty, because once you believe you can do it, then you can take the risks, then you can have the reward. But there's too many people who want, who, who they want the reward, but they're too scared to take the risk. And that's a limiting factor. The, the risk, the, your ability to risk is the limiting factor, period, in business. You can do very well with, this, with a low risk business, but ultimately you could do more if you risk more. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So uh, what would you consider to be your answer to my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO? And our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Paul, what does being a CEO mean to you? Obviously it's about leadership and vision, right? And that's a platitude and generic, but I think what a lot of people miss out on is we see these CEOs, especially the famous ones, and we see them as powerful and magnetic and all this stuff because they've achieved those things. Right. But what happened, that's not actually how it goes down is they had a vision and they had congruency within themselves and they developed themselves in the person who was able to achieve those things. So it's about self-leadership and vision for your own life first. And when you have that and you have that alignment, then people will be attracted to you as a leader. People will follow you. They will catch your vision. And then that's actually what helps you accomplish things. You know what I mean? It, it's very much about, it's very much an internal game, I would say, is what I'm trying to get at. Paul, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if mm -hmm. there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get hold of you, find about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. As far as diving into those topics more, I would love it if you 
listen to my podcast. So if you go to missingpeacepodcast.com, it's got most, it's well, most, it's got all my resources up there. You can find my podcast right from there. I have a discord community going on links to my socials, all that sort of good stuff. So that's my hub. I guess you would call it is missingpeacepodcast.com. To make everything easier, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes uh, so that everybody can follow up with you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Of course, subscribe to the podcast, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. All right, man. Thanks thanks for taking the time to talk to me, Gresh. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.